Hey beautiful, you are listening to the Africana Woman Podcast. I am your host, Chulu. Every week I ask an Africana woman to invite us into her home to give us a snapshot into what happens behind her closed doors. I hope you will join me on this journey of discovery, revelation, and self-awareness. I'm not going to lie, it may become uncomfortable sometimes. However, I encourage you to push past your unease and challenge yourself to think differently. The simple act of expanding yourself to receive the unknown may be transformational for you. This episode is brought to you by the Africana Women Visionaries. This is the premier network for female entrepreneurs of African descent. You can learn more about the visionaries and how you can be a part of this amazing group of women by visiting at Africana Woman on Instagram or Facebook. So for the next few weeks, we shall have a series where we amplify the voices of young women. They too have powerful stories to share and lessons to teach. For whatever reason, we are perpetuating a gap in in our generations and just saying, oh, there's a generation divide. That's not necessary. We need to start talking to each other. We need to listen and actually hear what the other says. We need to embrace each other. I have been so fortunate to meet some phenomenal young women who have reminded me not to make assumptions on outward appearances and to seek the truth first. My first guest is the beautiful Timmy Aluko from Nigeria. For years, Timmy went undiagnosed of polycystic ovarian syndrome. This caused her to have a hormonal imbalance and uncontrollable weight gain for years. As a result, she experienced body shaming, bullying, and depression. At 25 years of age, Timmy has proudly overcome her tormentors. So before she shares her journey to self-love, let me tell you a little bit more about her. Timmy Aluko is the founder of ASO, an African textile production firm. She is the program coordinator of Nigerian National Committee of the United World Colleges, and she is a virtual assistant for business executives and professionals. She graduated with honors from the University of Ibadan with a bachelor's degree in pure mathematics. Timmy is currently a fellow of the Google African Developers Scholarship Program for Associate Google Cloud Certification and the Tony Elumelu Entrepreneurship Program. She is enthusiastic about early child education and fascinated by poetry, history, myths, and facts. Dear listener, welcome Timmy Aluko to the Africana Woman Mic. So let's start the conversation about self-love mm. and tell us about your self-love journey. Okay, for me, self-love journey right now, I'm in the middle of my self-love journey. Like, okay. I'm right in the middle of it because um, I found a body image 
For me, body image has been something like I couldn't identify what was. It was really hard to understand me because like when I was younger, I was slimmer and shorter than everybody else. Then I got to mid-age teens, I was growing bigger and I was still shorter than everybody else. And then I grew older. It was really hard because hearing people tell you every time that you like look how look at you. And then it became very much ingrained in my brain that okay, I tell myself like I had a couple of friends then and I would ask people like what do they see in me? Like why why are they friends with me? Like it became mm. an issue. I became depressed when I was in uni. It affected some of mm. part of my studies. It became very hard, very, very hard. And the times I tell myself, ah, how do you want to step out of the house today? Like, I would dress up. I need to go to class. And I'm dressed and I'm like, okay, just breathe in, breathe out. Are you going to step out of the house today? How are you going to move around? And I mean, mm-hmm. and the only person I felt I had on my side was my dad. So every, mm. every time anybody had to say anything, would tell me, you are you. You're not anybody else. So you need to take your time. I won't tell you. I won't tell you to change whatever you think, but I'm going to tell you, you need to take your time, understand how you feel, and come to terms with it. And then if you want to change something, then change it. If you don't want to change it, mm. then try and leave the best that you could ever leave and then fast forward to 2019 i grew bigger because of um i'm sure you're familiar with the um, polycystic ovarian syndrome syndrome no tell me about it okay so because is um like a syndrome you you get to experience weight gain like excessive okay. weight gain it has to do with your ovaries like you basically have mm. ovarian cysts and sometimes it's by hormonal imbalance. It's sometimes created by insulin resistance or it's created by, you'll have the pill induced ones like people who, who like pick up maybe um, a pill or two, they're taking maybe birth controls and stuff and then they end up gaining more weight. So for me, mm. I never knew I had the syndrome. So I just started gaining weight. I started gaining more and more and I became very big. It was really hard to go to work, especially when I had mm. to take the boats because um, it's a boat ride from my house to my workplace. So taking okay. a boat and people are like, oh, you just air. They, they don't believe I can understand them because I usually do not speak in my native tongue. That's Yoruba. So people come to me and be like, ah, we need to get skill here. So that we can measure people like they say things and mm. at the beginning of at the end of 2019 i realized i had a very low self-esteem it was really hard like to step mm. out of the house i had to think about it like the times i would dress up in the morning and okay yes i need to go to work i have to wake up like two extra hours later i got used to it and i had to wake up like two extra hours ahead in order to make mm. sure I could have enough time 
to do the mm. thinking and wondering if I was going to be able to go out, if I was going to be able to withstand whatever was coming my way. So I think mm. it became so too much. Right? Yeah, yes. So and especially when you have to overthink like even people around you, people you know care about you, people you know love you. When they say things, you now start overthinking exactly what they mean. It becomes a very big issue. So my self love um, journey started with um, my dad. Mm-hmm. He told me he needed to find a place in my heart because he told me I was going to eat myself. If I keep mm. doing this, keep doing them, I was going to hate myself. So I learned to do some things. Like I started with the jokes. So when you make a joke, mm. I, when you make a joke, like maybe a fat a body shaming joke, I ask you to explain it. Like I mm-hmm. ask you to tell me again so that I can understand what you're trying to say. And the minute I started doing that to people, they reevaluated what they were saying to me. So I created mm. I created boundaries. Yeah. I decide what you say to me. I decide how it goes. And I, I decide how it affects me. So mm. it was really tough because the minute you start defining these things, people start telling you you're rude because they can't stand to hear, no, you don't get to talk to me that way. So my your self journey uh, your self love journey needs to start with you understanding who you are i'll bring mm-hmm. god i'll bring religion into this and with christianity mm-hmm. for me it actually did a lot of things because i'm not a church goer but i'm someone who believes in god and mm-hmm. understanding and reading my bible i realized i was created all so why should i allow you to create a different version of me when I've already been created like mm-hmm. in a perfect fashion. But without uh, the religion, I took, um, I decided to take some steps. I take uh, what you call the accountability test. So I define okay. my, I define my strengths and my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I try to break my weaknesses, understand my weaknesses, see the things I need to stop because I realized that if I keep brooding, I end up binge eating. And then so mm. on to my weaknesses and I decided to tackle my weaknesses. Mm. And a lot of things changed. I sleep better, I work better and stuff. Self-love is something that could transform your life. It gives you a, mm-hmm. a new point of view, and what most people ignore, what most people see sometimes when you are on that journey, there's going to be a lot of opposition. There's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. people coming to you and be like, "Oh my God, you've changed," and saying yes to everything. Like even when you're uncomfortable, someone tells you to do things. You're uncomfortable, and you're like, okay, well, it's selflessness. I'm going to do it. No. Selflessness and self-love can actually go hand in hand. Mm. Like, when, when it was stated in the Bible, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. 
not love your neighbor more than yourself. So if you don't learn to love yourself, you cannot give love out. You can't give yeah. what you don't. You can't. So for me, I had to learn that because there are a lot of people I needed to love. I needed to love me. I needed to love my parents. I needed to love my siblings. I needed to love the kids I'm going to have. Mm. I wouldn't want to continue this in, um, this in cycle and have my kids think it's okay for people to put them down and they accept it. When you have, mm-hmm. when you have self-love, you won't allow people to create an image of you. You create an image mm-hmm. of yourself. Because if you keep accepting what people say, yes, there, there are times you need to accept criticism. It's not, you, you don't have to ignore people's words and stuff. But when it's constructive criticism, accept it. Be able to determine which one is destructive and which one is constructive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm. tend to think self-love is selfishness. They tend to think, but you can ask self-love without being selfish. Yeah. First of all, you need to understand yourself. You need to see yourself because if you don't understand yourself, if you don't see yourself in a particular light and know the, the image that you have of yourself is true, you will accept what every Tom, Dick and Harry says about you. Mm. You will accept what they want, what they, what they want you to see. Sometimes how people see you is a reflection of themselves. You so can say that you, again. If you accept a reflection of, that, of them, you end up becoming, let's say, you know what they call the herd mentality? You end up becoming part of the herd. They just put you there. And like being the same is being the same with every other person. Self-love shows you your uniqueness, your how special you are, how amazing you are, how incredible you are. You tend to see the positive sides and you are also able to save out the negative sides. And work mm. because if if you don't understand yourself, it starts with understanding yourself. If you don't understand yourself, at the end of the day, you just end up becoming someone who has no purpose, no no opinions about yourself. People can tell you, like you can think, oh, I'm fabulous today, and then tomorrow, boom, they said I'm not fabulous anymore, so I'm not. Mm. Mm. So don't allow people to, for me, that was my journey. My journey was coming to terms with who I am, coming to terms with the fact that I'm in this body. It's not changing anytime soon unless I wanted to change. And if I wanted to change, I need to work. And that work mm. is up here. I need to work on who is here. The lady here. Mm. I need to let her know how amazing she is. Like at a point, I took out all the mirrors in my house. I got a new apartment, no mirrors, because I just didn't want to see who she is. And now I stand in front of my reflection and be like, hmm, God, you look good. 
So <laughs> understanding myself and seeing how I was created, understanding that my uniqueness is much more than my flaws and accepting that everybody oh, has Everybody yeah. has You can't be perfect. You must have flaws if you want to be human. You need to have flaws. And those flaws, even if you, if you want to be perfect, then work on the flaws. Because if you, if you keep telling me, hmm, I'm big, if I keep sitting down telling myself I'm big, I'm big, I'm big, I'm big, I'm big. Like when I talk to people about, okay, these are the things people say to me, I'm not saying it to them to, for them to pity me. I'm telling them this is what I go through every day. But yeah, it doesn't weigh me down. I face you and ask you, tell me, why, why was it funny? How is the joke funny? And when you can't tell me the reason why it's funny, I've passed a message across to you that it was wrong of you to make such a joke. But at the end of the day, when I get to my room and he gets to me, I remember, well, you're a teacher. You just taught someone how to live their life without hurting other yeah. people. Girl, after the year we just had, I know as an entrepreneur and a leader, things got real lonely really fast. Uncertainty has become the order of the day and yet we must continue to not only survive but thrive. So as a leader, who do you turn to to fill your cup, to give you inspiration, to teach you and to mentor you? We have created a community just for this very reason, to support each other, to hold each other accountable, and to be each other's cheerleaders. This group is called the Africana Woman Visionaries because we're looking past the storm and are focused on the vision we have for our companies and the African continent. Join the Africana Woman Visionaries free Facebook group to learn more. Now back to the conversation. You know, I think one of the things that you said that really struck out to me is um, how judgmental people are. And I think are quick to assume the reason why people are the way they are. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you mentioned, I can't say that that long title. What was it? The, the speech, da, 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 all of that. <laughs> You know, that's something that is beyond your control, hormonal imbalances and things like that. And if somebody just looks at you and straight away assumes that, no, you know, oh, whatever assumptions they make, you know, I don't know. We're very quick as society to jump to conclusions um, about other people's bodies. Why would you? Yeah. What do you think is the main reason that that people always want to be um, talking about other people's bodies, basically? That's what they do. Like a lot of people want to feel better about themselves. Mm. And that's the lack of um, self-love. Like, they don't want to accept the fact that they have flaws. So they try to be yeah. like... Well, this person is more terrible. Like, there's just this programming in our heads where everybody says, "Oh, this this is the definition of beauty. This is like 
standard of beauty. This is who you should look like. Mm-hmm. Look like, and then when you, as a person who is different from them, comes to terms with who you are, and they feel like yeah. you're just not sad enough. Like you're just not sad enough for them. Like, are you supposed to be happy? Actually, <laughs> you're not supposed to be sad enough. <laughs> Definitely, like you're not supposed to be sad, but damn, like a lot of people tend to like be happy, being happy, and stuff like that. Like it comes to a point, you start wondering, like I don't know you. I'm not too sure whether, um, whether, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't generalize, but I know, like in Zambia, I feel like um, cyber bullying is just is something that people are not too sensitive about, you know. Yeah, it also happens in Nigeria. You know, when you're talking about foreign countries like America, they even South Korea, they focus on bullying, show you how bullying is done. But in Nigeria, people don't see bullying as bullying. The minute you reject bullying. You're a chicken. Mm. Like, people bully the hell out of you. They come at you with all they have. Like, do you know, pointing out to someone that, you know, you're actually bullying someone and they like, and they are not bullying them. I'm just telling them the truth. Like, Mm-mm, you are bullying them. Mm. It's just weird that people don't pay attention to bullying they don't pay so much mm. attention to bullying. So how, how would you define bullying? Because from what you've said, someone believes that it's their right to tell them their truth, basically. Because, <laughs> you know, the person responded and said, oh, I'm just telling them the truth. So how does someone distinguish what is bullying and what is, you know, what is, in, what is appropriate to say? First thing is put yourself in that person's shoes. Any most people who are close to me who are saying things, I usually just ask them, have you walked in my shoes? Mm. Have you walked in my shoes? Have you been fat before? Have you been in the same body over and over again? To the point that you know what? Gaslighting. Gaslighting is another form of bullying. Mm. Someone shares their experience and you're like, well, well, we too. Like, um, there's this particular person, she's slimmer than I am. So when I share my experience of how people talk to me, she says, well, skinny people experience bullying too. No. Skinny people experience bullying. I accept it. I know that. But you come in around and Telling me that's another form of bullying. That's you being uncomfortable hearing my pain. You looking conditions is you being uncomfortable. That's another form of bullying. Bullying is not just physical, it's not just you eating on someone, and it's not even just the straightforward you're you're calling names and stuff. You understand? There are underhanded comments that seen as bullying. On the hundred mm. comments, you come around, and person, those ones actually hurt the most. Because yeah. someone will directly to face you and say this, and someone trying to make you look crazy. Mm. Someone trying to 
feel like you're not experiencing it. So in order to identify which one is bullying and criticism, see, people who, who genuinely care about you will educate themselves on your situation. And they will look for constructive solutions for you. And they will speak mm. with they will talk to you, not because they want to make themselves feel good, that they're better than you. And body language, tone, there is always a difference. There's mm-hmm. a reason some people can listen and why some will not listen. There are people I listen to, there are people I don't listen to. Just because the way they come to you and tell you, it's not sugarcoating. These people are brutally blunt and honest. Mm. But no, they're not telling you you need to cut down on food you are eating and stuff. You see someone telling you, okay, have you seen the doctors? You need to find out exactly. Let me use two scenarios. Like one, someone coming to me here and be like, Timmy, don't you think you are getting too fat? You better cut down on Mm. this Eat. I mean, see the greasy chicken that you eat. Now open your mouth, go and be eating everything. It's it's this, it's one, it's a, like you're not coming to me to tell me I need to stop being cheating. You're actually mm. coming to oh, you look terrible. And then you are under you're beside me, you're like, oh, that's bullying, like someone bullying you indirectly, someone close to you bullying you. Sometimes some of them don't even know they're bullying you. That's the problem. They don't even Mm. think bullying. Someone telling, ah, being fat. No, I don't want to talk. Like all around you. Like they're not being sensitive. They don't want to understand that you're around. And sometimes they don't even know they're bullying. Like I said earlier, they don't know. Mm. At Mm. that point, it might be your opportunity to actually educate them. Okay. If you really want to change, the second scenario is someone coming with me. I actually realized that there are a lot of reasons people tend to gain weight. Like me going to meet someone and be like, okay, do I look like I've gained weight? And they're like, well, you have gained weight. But I've researched and I realized that there are different ways and different reasons why women under the reasons. And I think and I think going to a professional, you understand, mm. would be the best option. Because I literally do not know anything about your condition. You understand? And then it's just like speaking to other people, maybe someone who is um differently able to understand and so many other things like that talking to someone who or talking to someone who is um albino i can remember my mm. sister right here she was she's light-skinned very light-skinned and you see people calling her random names do not start doing this like you know shrinking your eyes in front of her just to show her like some of these people think it's a joke. They don't know it's yeah. bullying. So it actually took a lot of time educating these people. Differentiating bullying from um, actual advice and criticism, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. sometimes it can be so straightforward. You can see the underlying. There is no way as a human you won't see the underlying, like the underlying comments. You just feel hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say it. Like and you feel, feel like that you're just coming that pain. That yeah. So it's really tough. It's really, really tough mm-hmm. when it comes to differentiating between bullying and criticism. Mm. Constructive criticism. <laughs> but, yeah. mm. So right now, what what would you say is your um like how do you feel about yourself? Like, do you still um, get anxiety from having to step outside of the house? Do you still have to um, take those two hours before you know stepping out of the house, or how how is that? How is that now? I do feel the anxiety sometimes. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I remind myself. I have a mantra. It's like okay, yeah. I have a mantra. It's like me telling myself, repeating it over and over again. The words don't define you; mm-hmm. you define you. I tell myself over and over. Mm-hmm. I speak but not in English, actually. I tell myself in Yoruba because I'm more comfortable with the language, so I repeat it over and over again. I define myself. The words don't define me. I don't take. Mm-hmm. Like that anymore. Yeah. I so, how do you define you? Oh, I define me as amazing, smart, mm-hmm. and beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I create a, I created a routine. Like a lot of people around me don't even mm-hmm. know about the They'll be like, oh, you don't take intentional steps. I wake up in the morning. If I have to take some pills, I go ahead and take the pills. Like I clear the house, then I come out of the room. I'm walking in the walking around in the room. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yes, we need to start the day. Write out my plans. Mm-hmm. Write out my plans. List everything out. What am I supposed to cover today? What am I not supposed to cover today? And then I do, I I light everything. And if I'm able to cover mm. those things, I do accountability at the end of the night. I have it on my phone. I do accountability. I check the things I've completed. I check the things that are not completed. Mm. I try to think back if I had negative thoughts during the day. There are moments mm. where... And another thing I do is when I need to cry, when I feel like I have to cry, I don't let keep it in. Mm. I keep crying. I cry as much as I want. Then I end up just waiting coming back and be like, what were you crying over? Vulnerability shouldn't be a burden. It should yeah. be a tool. It should be a tool for you to actually reinvent yourself, to redefine mm-hmm. who you are. If you've forgotten the definition you created yesterday, create it again. Create a new one. Mm. If you've forgotten it, remind yourself over and over again. Remind yourself over and over again, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is what I need to become. This is what I aspire to become. Not just, and 
I forget like motivational speakers can they can't get to me nowadays because seriously, I start start thinking like you want me to believe that? No, I'm not going to believe that. I need to believe something else. Like you said these things over and over again. What's that people tell you? Might actually not do anything. You have to take that decision yourself. Mm-hmm. So my anxiety, everybody tells me, like I have almost in a whole day. See me, you need to, you need to go out. You need to walk out. You need to meet people. You need to walk out. I'm like, mm-hmm. like at a point, I got tired of explaining to people the reason why I can't end up going to the gym and painting. Mm-hmm. You understand. So I needed to, I, I came to terms with who I am. And every time I forget, I bring it back. I sit down, I cry. I accept that this is where I am. Mm. There's pain that comes with the PCOS. There's pain that comes with it. Oh, you have pains. There are pains that come with it. Abdominal pains. Mm-hmm. And when that starts, oh, and I, feel, wow. I feel so sad and I feel so upset. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do. I'm in pain. I can't stop myself. If there's anybody around, I lock my door. Get vulnerable with myself. Then go over it again and say, okay, we're fine now. Calm down, we're fine now. And if I needed to talk to a I call them and I speak to them. Yeah. You think- so tell, tell me a little bit about that though. So is it a condition that can't be treated or like the whatever medicines they give you, does it just alleviate? Like it can't be resolved? PCOS cannot be treated. It doesn't have treatments, but it can be managed. Okay. On the average, a lot of women have it. And most of the time is undiagnosed until they want to have kids. Mm. So there are times that there are women who can give birth because of PCOS, because of the cysts. Mm-hmm. And the cyst itself is not even the PCOS. The syndrome is everything together, weight gain, um, ovarian cysts, and every other thing, the pains, the abdominal pains and stuff. The abdominal pains and stuff. So mm. Everything all together. So mm. it's basically the syndrome happens in so many women and they don't even pay attention. A lot of people don't pay attention to it until they want to have kids. Yeah. A lot of plus size people, if you check, most of them either have uh, thyroid issues or the syndrome itself and people don't talk about those things they just see women who binge eat and stuff so it's um PCOS mm. actually it there is no cure for now if you lose lose okay. weight it's almost impossible to lose weight but if you lose considerable weight like 33% of your weight you mm. actually manage the symptoms Mm. You have to, to go extra mile to lose weight. You have to do the. You have to change your diet, change your activities every day. Your diet may mm-hmm. you, you have. You may not be able to drink. Take some things. Things you're used to. Mm-hmm. It's really 
And that's where habits and self-love comes in. Because understanding that yeah. you're you need to move on and work on it. You need to accept the change that you need. Um, my friend was talking about uh, getting into vegetarian dishes. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I will try. But I realized I couldn't try. I couldn't go ahead with it. So I've deci- I decided to cut out meat, chicken and stuff, yeah. focus on eating fish. So there are steps you okay. take doing it. So it can be managed with certain changes mm-hmm. to your life. And they have drugs for it. You have drugs that you can use in order to manage these conditions. Okay. So, you know, like in, I've seen in the States, there's um, or like people go for, is it a bypass surgery? Mm, that's only for, I think that's for thyroid or something. That's for thyroid. Okay. But okay. for usually what you do is you use metformin so that you're not at the risk of having diabetes because you're at a, you're uh, like diabetes patient. So you use metformin. In order to have kids too, you use metformin. There are also procedures where mm-hmm. they can drain out the cysts. That's a surgery. It's very invasive. They drain out the cysts, but it doesn't mean it is cured. Mm-hmm. And they try to manage your wounds mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like I've not even extended into investigating it like a lot, but coming to terms with it is I was sure of it, but recently I now got the full confirmation. I was like, okay, okay. Ah, and the second day I cracked. Mm. I cried. Mm-hmm. And what were you feeling? At, what were you feeling when you cried? The only thing that was on my mind was, am I going to have a child? I really wanted a child of my mm. own. And, um, the possibility of having a child with PCOS, yes, you can have a child with PCOS, but it, it takes some procedures and some drugs and some things. You understand? So it's expensive. And some women opt for IVF, which is really expensive mm-hmm. in Africa. So it's in my head, I was like, okay, will I be able to have a child? That was the thing. And I spoke to the doctor and she was like, oh, well, it's not immediate. Like, you're not trying to get pregnant immediately. There are procedures for you to get pregnant. But even at that, that was not a consolation. That was like, oh my God. It's like, this is a death mm. kind of thing. So I cried. At that moment, I felt like, mm. Why is everything happening to me? Why am I experiencing this and stuff? And at the end of the day, I decided, well, <sighs> that's life. We move. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I just want to acknowledge um, and thank you for being so open and vulnerable about this um you know, sensitive topic. It's something that you've, you know, you've been living with um, your whole life and people don't necessarily get to hear your side. Do you know what I mean? It's always people looking on the other side and being judgmental and not actually sitting down with somebody and saying, you know, what, let me step in your shoes. Let me hear what your story is from your perspective. How have you felt? And um, I just really want to say thank you and acknowledge you for being so brave and being so, um, 
beautiful and just thank you for coming and sharing your story i i just yeah, yeah just really wanted to say that thank you thank you for having me too and again we to be part of our finding your purpose challenge i can't wait <laughs> So, any last words that you have um for women, you know, that have gone through body shaming? Okay, regardless of if you're big, small, tiny, everything. I use those words not in a mean way. Regardless of mm. yellow, or blue, whatever you are. Basically, don't accept it. Mm. If anything comes to you, and tells you things you do you've heard several times before and you feel is going to damage your self-esteem let them know it's wrong you change the word one one person at a time don't accept it regardless of what they think don't accept it challenge it let them know it's wrong you don't get to tell me the things and the ones you can ignore ignore it it's a reflection of who they are mm-hmm. not you and if you don't ignore those things you won't find your purpose because mm-hmm. you you busy battling with this one said that one said this one said this this is who i am this is what i face you'll be too busy analyzing their words and their actions and then you will forget the point and the reason why you're on earth just tell me let me know that you've learned, uh, like you need to have a lot of energy to build your purpose like if you're draining your energy because someone said this someone said that like seriously you will not build anything so first step self love second step teaching people boundaries and that step mm-hmm. find your purpose and enjoy enjoy your life you only live once just once. Mhm. And that once, don't let anybody get you down with your words and learn to love yourself. If you love yourself, it wouldn't matter. The words will matter. The things they say would not matter. And you'll be able to love the ones you want to love. So, don't get body shit. Set boundaries. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much to me. Wasn't that such a good conversation? At some point I could not keep up with all the words of wisdom she kept dropping. Here is one phrase that stuck with me. Sometimes how people see you is a reflection of how they see themselves. So when someone is spewing hatred and malice, don't take it to heart, baby. It has nothing to do with you. They may not know it yet, but they hate themselves. Another way to put it is they are projecting what is in their soul. Again, it has nothing to do with you. So do not take it to heart. You can have self-love without being selfish. Ooh, ain't that a word? <laughs> I have said it once and I'm gonna say it again. The second golden rule is to love yourself 
is to love others as you love yourself. So the precondition is to love yourself first. So self-love is actually a principle given to us by God. You have no reason to be ashamed. When you require eight hours of sleep, it's okay. When you say you need time to reflect alone in silence, it's okay. When you put down boundaries around your resources, these are not selfish acts. This is you renewing your mind or refilling your cup. So as when it is time to be around others, you can give generously and you have the capacity to love unconditionally. Your self-love is a gift to the people around you. I'm about to stop preaching in here. Hey, but I won't. <laughs> I just want to express my gratitude to Timmy for so openly sharing her story. And I want you to come back every week as I continue to talk to young women, we have so much to learn from them. Please find Timmy on social media at Timmy Aluko. Tell her you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast and show her some Africana love, y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much for making us part of your day by listening in. I truly, truly appreciate you. Please help me get the word out about the Africana Woman podcast. All you have to do is take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media stories. Don't forget to tag me at Chulu by Design. I love seeing your feedback. Now, you know my playground is Instagram. So if you want to chat, just drop me a line. Until next week, my love, I want you to know your roots grow your purpose this has been a production of ulendo creative media you can find out more about their services on www.ulendocreative.com